Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Total Bases Express Show. I am your host, Austin Spiro. Thank you for joining us for episode nine of the podcast. Um, seems like just yesterday we started this podcast. We're almost uh, two handfuls of an epi- of episodes in here. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for making this a successful show uh, as I venture out and do my own thing on the Total Bases podcast. Um, this is a weekend version of the Total Bases Express Show. Usually I'm on on Thursdays, um, but unfortunately live circumstances happen. And uh, I'll just tell you what happened. I got a flat tire and then my battery died. And so I couldn't get home. Uh, and then I had to go fix my car. So, you know, that's always fun. You never, never quite know uh, when something will happen. Uh, But luckily we're here. We're going to make it up to you guys. The show must go on. And uh, I'm going to get you the day before the Total Bases, uh, the Total Bases podcast with Felipe and Sean. They'll be on tomorrow. Um, So let's get going today. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the World Series. Uh, This was supposed to be a World Series preview show. Uh, but uh, since the World Series is already being played, we're going to still kind of make it a World Series preview show, but also talk about game one. But the main thing I think I'm going to talk about today is some of the awards that have been announced or some of the award nominees that have been announced and who I think should be uh, should be awarded all of the these awards. Um, we are live here on Baseball Life on Facebook, one of the best or if not the best. Uh, Facebook group around, certainly the best baseball Facebook group around. If you're not in it, go ahead and tune in uh, and log in. You got a lot of people like my guy, Jacob, uh, Jacob Moses, who was uh, the, who is the host of the step back podcast. He's in the comments uh, already. And I've got Angel Morales watching. Thank you, Angel, for coming on. He's one of the, uh, one of the players in our total basis champions league Uh, made a run at it at the end of the year. Um, unfortunately didn't win i didn't win either i'm not talking smack i didn't win either um felipe did uh so you know uh but let's get going with the uh with the awards talk here uh we'll we'll start with that and then we'll end with the world series so three uh three nomin or three different awards have been uh announced the nominees have been announced for all these awards we have the silver slugger we have the hank aaron award and we have the gold glove award i'm going to talk about the silver slugger first so what is the silver slugger award for those of you that are maybe new to baseball not quite sure what the silver slugger award is the silver slugger award is an award that uh where the MLB hands out to the best offensive player for each position in each league. So we will have, um, let's see, a total of one, let's see, nine positions plus the designated hitter. Plus we will have 11 silver sluggers from each league, the AL and the NL. Uh, those nominees have been, um, those nominees have been announced. I'm going to give the rundown of each position and who is in it and where we're going to be on each league and who I think is going to win or who I think should win, I should say. Uh, who I think should win and who probably will win are for some of these guys are probably, or for some of these positions are probably two different people. Um, but nonetheless, we're going to give it a shot here. I always try to be honest and then I always try to think what is going to happen. Uh, let's get going with this. First of all, the silver slugger for first base at the AL nominees are Nathaniel Lau or Nathaniel Lowe, however, however you pronounce it. I can never, because you got, I think it's low because you have Brandon Lau, I think of the, of the Rays. So you have Nathaniel Lowe of the Rangers, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. of the, of the, uh, 
Blue Jays, you have Jose Abreu of the White Sox, and you have Anthony Rizzo of the Yankees. So a lot of my research went into what I saw and the statistics that I the statistics that I saw on fan graphs and baseball reference and um, websites of that nature. Um, I'm going to be very honest with you. At first, I was looking at this list and I thought, oh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., that's easy, right? This has got to be easy. Uh, Vlad Guerrero is the big up-and-coming first baseman. He kind of had a little bit of an offseason, but he also had an otherworldly MVP-like candidate season. So a lot of people thought last year he should have won the MVP. So obviously, it should have been very obvious that, oh, the Silver Slugger is going to go to Vlad Guerrero. But when you look at the stats here, uh, for offensive first baseman, um, really it's closer than I would have thought it would have been, right? So it's um, I I don't I don't know how to put this because I feel like the, uh, we're gonna get right off to a a weird take right at the beginning here, is that I don't think with what I'm looking at here that Vlad Guerrero really deserves the silver slugger for first baseman um there were other vlad guerrero in terms of war for first baseman war is wins above replacement how many wins do you have over a replacement level player uh vladimir guerrero's war amongst qualifying first baseman were fifth out of 12 at 2.8 or fifth or fifth out of 12 qualifying al first baseman uh right in the middle of the pack at 2.8 uh, the better, the people that were better, some of his counterparts here, Jose Abreu, Luis Arias, Nathaniel Lowe, and DJ LeMahieu of the Yankees were all better at him at war. Now, war isn't necessarily the end-all be-all of statistics because, you know, obviously that's kind of, uh, it's kind of sort of an unreliable statistic. I want to look at overall offense. When you look at weighted runs created plus, Jose Abreu is at 137. Nathaniel Lowe is at 143. And then you look at Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and he's at 132. And then you have Anthony Rizzo also at 132. Um, Nathaniel Lowe had a 302 average, 358 OBP. It uh, looks like that is, well, that was the Jose Abreu leads in average OBP and slugging or average and OBP. Uh, you know, this was kind of a mixed board. I was really surprised. And I think the separation for me here was the weighted runs created plus essentially uh, runs created adjusted for all of the different parks and, and leagues and stuff that, that these guys played with um, Nathaniel Lowe's isolated power was 191. You know what? I think Nathaniel Lowe struggled at the beginning of the year and really came forward and really established himself really well at the at the end of the year and i think nathaniel lowe should take this 143 rated runs created plus compared to jose abreu's 137 and vladimir guerrero jr's 132 and anthony rizzo's 132 on top of also creating a th uh, three war just 0.2 below jose abreu and above the other two I think he's good enough in all of these other places. He also led. Um, he also led all of these candidates in home. Actually, no, he led. He was second in home runs uh, with twenty-seven. Um, I don't know. It just seems like overall in total offense, Nathaniel Lau was a little bit more of the more complete offensive first baseman than Nathaniel Lowe was. On top of it, it was on a Texas team that was headlined by Corey Seager and. 
Marcus Simeon. So you could argue that Corey Seager or Marcus Simeon allowed Nathaniel Lowe to get better pitches. Nonetheless, you still have to be able to hit the ball. And I think in this case, Nathaniel Lowe should get the silver slugger for the AL first baseman. Is it necessarily, um, is it necessarily going to be, is he necessarily going to be the winner? No, I don't think he's going to be the winner. Um, I think it's going to be Vlad Guerrero Jr. just because of the notoriety um, that Vlad Guerrero Jr. has. And, you know, with, with all of these, a lot of these awards are, are, are popularity contests. So, again, out of these four, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is the most, the most popular. I guess you can argue Anthony Rizzo, but Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is kind of more current. So, I would say Vladimir Guerrero Jr. probably wins. I think Nathaniel Lowe should get it, though. Uh, moving on to the NL, you have Paul Goldschmidt, Freddie Freeman, Pete Alonzo, Matt Olson, and Christian Walker. Um, so... I think really this really wasn't a question. I don't think Pete Alonso should have gotten it. Matt, Matt Olson wasn't going to get it. And neither was Christian Walker. Christian Walker had a really bad batting average, even though he was in top five in Homer or something like that. Um, if our resident Diamondbacks fan, Corey Decker is on there, maybe he can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think really this was a competition between Paul Goldschmidt and Freddie Freeman. And I was looking at fan graphs and it really is a, competition here between Freddie Freeman and Paul Goldschmidt. They are first and second in almost every category with NL first baseman war. They're tied uh, weighted runs created. Plus it's, it's Goldschmidt and Freeman uh, isolated power walk percentage strike, you know, strikeout percentage. These guys are top of the line everywhere. Freddie Freeman is above in average um, and OBP, but uh, Paul Goldschmidt had better slugging. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt had better homers, um, you know, more RBIs, stuff like that. So it was really a competition here between Paul Goldschmidt and Freddie Freeman. And it was really, this one was a really difficult choice for me because both of these guys have a a lot of merit to win this award. Um, And really the only separation here is weighted runs created. Plus you have Paul Goldschmidt at 177 and Freddie Freeman at 157. And really, and you you can't even say who was most consistent throughout the year because Freddie Freeman struggled at the beginning of the year. Paul Goldschmidt struggled at the end of the year. But I think just the fact that Paul Goldschmidt was flirting with a triple crown for a while and along with Aaron Judge was just on fire for most of the year and really a force in that St. Louis Cardinals lineup. I'm going to give the silver slugger to Paul Goldschmidt, and I really think that's who's going to win it. I think it's going to be Goldschmidt and then Freeman second. Um, So really quickly, we're going to move to second base. Second base is Jose, uh, second base silver sluggers are Jose Altuve, Andres Jimenez, Marcus Simeon, and DJ LeMahieu. This one, when you look at the statistics, it really is no contest. DJ LeMahieu, I really don't, of the Yankees, I really don't understand why he's even in this conversation um, for second base. Marcus Simeon struggled at the beginning of the year, turned it on later in the year. I still don't think he did enough. Andres Jimenez had a great season here for the Guardians, but I don't, I don't think it was enough to measure up to what Jose Altuve did for the Astros. So this year, uh, Jose Altuve for second baseman or for the Astros really um, are, um, I'm sorry, wrong, wrong screen. Uh, Second baseman for 
the Astros. Hold on. Uno momento. Uh, where, where's, where's the league? Oh, there it is. Uh, I'm sorry. I got to pull up Jose Altuve's numbers. Uh, Jose Altuve, uh, 300 average, 387 OBP with a four, 533 slugging. He had a 164 weighted runs created plus, which is 24 above the next highest, which is Andres Jimenez at 140. 164, that means he was better than 64% of uh, 64% of the league. That is a lot. He's 60, he's 64% better than the average hitter. Uh, 6.6 war, which is half a win better than the next, the next guy, which is Andres Jimenez at 6.1, um, 10.9 walk percentage, really low K percentage, 28 homers, 18 stolen bases. You want to talk about a complete game. And I think at this point you can't blame trash cans. I remember Bob Costas was saying, um, at the beginning of the at the beginning of this postseason, and referring to the Astros, you can't blame trash cans anymore. You you just can't because they're so far away from this scandal now that you, it, they're just proving that they're this good, that they're that good. And Jose Altuve once again is proving after kind of a dismal year the, um, a couple of years ago that he really is just that good of a hitter. I'm going to give this to Jose Altuve. And one thing to highlight. They said that Jose Altuve wasn't going to be stealing bases anymore with kind of some of the injuries that he's had. He's he's not going to be stealing bases anymore. And he grabbed 18 stolen bases this year in a league that where the stolen bases are were pretty much dead. We'll see when it comes to the rule changes next. But um, stolen bases have been dead for the last few years, and he grabbed 18. I think Jose Altuve, in terms of AL second baseman, had the most complete game of all. Um, so I, I'm going to give it to Jose Altuve, uh, second baseman. You got Jeff McNeil, Jake Cronenworth, Cattell Marte, Colton Wong, and Brendan Rogers. Um, McNeil is of the Mets. Cronenworth is of the Padres. Marte is the Diamondbacks. Wong is the Brewers and Rogers is the, uh, Rockies. Again, this really wasn't that close. I didn't consider Rogers. I didn't consider Wong. Marte struggled for a lot of the year. Um, Cronenworth did had a very good season, but Jeff McNeil, I think in my mind was consistently good consistently. Um, maybe if Jacob is, uh, still there. Oh, Jacob is, Jacob is here. Jacob is saying the silver slugger should go to, um, Andres Jimenez second baseman, uh, and in the AL. Um, but this, but moving on to the NL here, in my mind, it wasn't even close with with these guys. The only uh, the only one that was sniffing Jeff McNeil was Jake Cronenworth, and Jeff McNeil at this point weighted runs created plus one forty three. The next closest is Jake Cronenworth at one ten. Um, war um, J- Jeff McNeil at a five point nine WAR. The next closest of the nominees is Jake Cronenworth at four point two. I mean, he's a whole one win, almost two wins better. Um, he's a way better batting average, way better OBP, way better slugging, way better runs created. Plus, just everything compared to all of these other guys is just way is just way better in terms of Jeff McNeil and second baseman. It's hands down Jeff McNeil in my in my in my case, and I think Jeff McNeil might win Comeback Player of the Year. Because this guy had a really, really bad season last year. Just dismal. And my fantasy teams felt it. And this year I was like, I'm not picking up Jeff McNeil. And then it just so happens that he has another great year. So 
fantastic. Thanks a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, I think Jacob, Jacob Moses here will, will be happy of that. I'm picking Jeff McNeil for the second ba- NL second baseman, silver sluggers. Uh, let's move on to third base in the AL. We have Rafael Devers, Jose Ramirez of the guardians, Alex Bregman of the Astros and Matt Chapman of the, uh, not the Yankees. Matt Chapman is on the blue Jays, I believe. Um, so again, th- this one, uh, definitely not Chapman. Um, it was close between Devers and Ramirez. Bregman came on strong, um, really strong. Then their statistics were really close, but really Jose Ramirez, in my, in my opinion, is not only one of the most underrated players in our, in, in the league, but I think he's one of the best hitters in the league, um, can steal bases, hits for RBIs, hits for power, hits for average. And when you look at it in my mind, He's just right now, he's the best offensive third baseman that we have. And that says something when you're in a league with Rafael Devers, who is no slouch in himself, but you got to give it to Jose Ramirez. You just got to give it to Jose Ramirez. And then on, on the other side, you have on the NL side, you have no um, Manny Machado of the Padres, Nolan Arenado of the Cardinals, Austin Riley of the Braves and Justin Turner of the Dodgers. Austin Riley, again, another great season, did really well. Don't think he gets Silver Slugger. Justin Turner, definitely not. This was a competition between Manny Machado and Nolan Arenado, and it was really, really close. Um, Both of these guys had tremendous seasons, much to maybe uh, Melvin's dismay here. Um, Melvin of the, the, uh, what's it called? Baseball Cosmos podcast. he doesn't like Nolan Arenado, but just it's really close. I mean, Manny Machado is 7.4 war. Nolan Arenado is 7.3 war weighted runs created. Plus Manny Machado, 152 Nolan Arenado, 151. You've got uh batting average Machado's at 298 Nolan Arenado, 293. You have OBP 366 for Machado, 358 for Nolan Arenado. Slugging 531 for Machado, 533 for Arenado. Um, Machado had a better walk percentage. Machado had a way higher strikeout percentage, but a better Babbitt batting average balls in play. Uh, 337 uh, for Machado, 290 for Nolan Arenado. Um, let's see. Machado had better or had two more homers, had one less RBI, but more runs, created more runs. They played in similar games too. It's just, it just seems like Manny Machado just barely edges Nolan Arenado on a lot of different, on a lot of different offensive categories. I'm giving the silver slugger to Manny Machado. Uh, So, but again, that's nothing to, that's nothing against Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado had a fantastic year this year for the Cardinals. um, And he's now opting in and playing, going to play for the Cardinals for the remainder of his contract, unless he gets traded. So you know, we'll see what comes of that as well. But Manny Machado gets my vote for the third baseman silver slugger at shortstop for the AL. You have Bo Bichette of the, of the blue Jays. You have Xander Bogarts of the Red Sox, Carlos Correa of the twins. Well, formerly of the twins now, since he's decided he's going to opt out and become a free agent again. And Corey Seager of the Rangers. Again, Car- uh, this one was tough. This one was hard. Seager struggled at the beginning of the year. So I kind of, I kind of didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't really look at him. I didn't consider him because Bobachet, 
Xander Bogarts, Carlos Correa, both or all three of those guys had great seasons this year. Were a little more consistent than than Seager uh, when it came to offensive performance. Um, so when you compare those three, uh, Xander Bogarts has a higher weighted runs created plus one thirty four compared to uh, Bichette at one twenty nine and Corey Seager at one seventeen. Uh, but then what really set it apart for me because all of the other stats. Well, except for batting, except for the um, slash line here. So Bogarts had way better batting average, way better OBP. Um, average is 307, OBP is 377. But the thing I think that set it apart for me was Bogarts is worth two win, almost two wins more at 6.1 than both Seager or Bichette for this season, 4.5 for each. Um, and they all played very similar games. It wasn't like Corey Seager or Bo Bichette played less games. Actually, out of those three, Bogarts played the least. Bogarts played 150 games. Seager played 151, and Bichette played 159. So he's worth almost two whole wins compared to the other two on top of having better weighted runs created plus and a better slash line. For those of you that are old school and like the slash line, the average OBP and slugging, I'm giving it to Xander Bogarts. Xander Bogarts is the silver slugger winner for the short for AL shortstops, NL shortstops, you have Trey Turner of the Dodgers, Willie Adamas of the of the Brewers, Francisco Lindor of the Mets, and Dansby Swanson of the Braves. It definitely wasn't Willie Adamas in my mind. Uh, Dansby Swanson had a great season, but did not compare to the season that Trey Turner or Francisco Lindor had. And this one was close. And I wanted to give it to Francisco Lindor simply because he was a horse for me on my fantasy teams. Uh, it was really nice to see Lindor kind of bounce back from the disappointing first season he had with the Mets. Um, he could very well also be in line for um, comeback player of the year with, with Jeff McNeil there. But when you look at it, Francisco Lindor had a better war than Trey Turner, almost half a win better. Um, but Trey Turner made up for it in weighted runs created plus, um, he's 128 compared to Lindor's 127, but Trey Turner had a better batting average. He had a better OBP. He had better slugging. He had more stolen bases. Um, Lindor had seven more RBIs. Um, Lindor actually had more homers. Um, let's see. Yeah, it, it was just really, really, really close. And I don't, I, this one, even now I've made my choice and now I'm kind of going back and forth. Like, I'm not quite sure, you know, base running is better for Turner than Lindor. This one's tough, but I think I'm going to stick with my original thing and I'm going to give it to Trey Turner as much as I want to give it to Lindor. I got to give it to Trey Turner. Um, I think Trey Turner is just a little bit more of a more complete ball player than Francisco Lindor is. But again, Francisco Lindor had a great season this year. Definitely a candidate for comeback player of the year. Um, so let's move to after shortstops. We're going to go out to the outfield. So <laughs> Jacob in the comments is, is booing me. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I, I gave you Jeff McNeil. I had to take one away somewhere. Um, so we've got in the outfield for AL, we've got Aaron Judge, Julio Rodriguez, Kyle Tucker, Mike Trout, Randy Arozarena. George Springer, Taylor Ward, Anthony Santander, Adolis Garcia, and Teoscar Hernandez. Really, I think Aaron Judge was no question. I don't think any of us can say that Aaron Judge does not deserve to be one of the better 
the one of the one of the best, if not in fact, he was the best in my mind, outfield hitting outfielder in either league, let alone just the AL. And in my mind, he's the MVP. Um, as much as the Angels fan in me, it kills me to say that, you know, but he really, in my mind, is the MVP. The other ones were hard. Again, Julio Rodriguez, great. I think he's AL Rookie of the Year. I think he needs to also be recognized, and he needs to get a Silver Slugger Award as well. Um, the third one was hard for me. The third one was really hard. There's a lot of good candidates there. Um, I kind of eliminated Kyle Tucker because he struggled um, at the beginning of the year. I mean, he was really bad at the beginning of the year. And then you have uh, Adolis Garcia, which I really don't think um, I really don't think that Adolis Garcia really should have even been in here. Um, I guess he had 27 homers, 250 batting average. It's not bad, but there are other people on here that are better. You have Taylor Ward. Um, that's better. I mean, even I'm seeing Stephen Kwan was even worth more than Adolis Garcia. Um, Kyle Tucker ended up coming back doing really well. Um, but really in my mind, I'm sorry. Maybe this is just the angel fan in me, but I had to give it to Mike Trout. I had to give it to Mike Trout because he produced so much for the angels and he missed 40 games of the season. He, uh, you know, he hit 40 homers and it, to me, I mean, he's just produced more than he, in my mind, he's produced more than anybody could have, or anybody could have given his circumstances. I mean, he has a 176 weighted runs created plus in 40 less games than anybody else that's on the list. Um, he's worth six war, six war in any other, in any other year, in any other full season is a great season, right? I mean, he's only a second to Jordan Alvarez, or he's only third to Aaron judge who had 11.4 war. And then Jordan Alvarez 6.6, .6, but he's not eligible for the outfield. And then my trout is third with six. It's just, to me, it's mind boggling and you have to recognize him for it. Even though he played 40 less games than anybody else, I'm giving it to my trout. I got to give it to my trout. Um, to me, it's just, I couldn't give it to anybody else on that list. Um, and then for the NL, you've got Mookie Betts, Kyle Schwarber, Juan Soto, Starling Marte, Jock Peterson, Michael Harris, Brian Reynolds, Hunter Renfro, and Brandon Nimmo. Um, Mookie Betts, another great season. Can't really fault him for that. I got to give it. I got to give one to him. Um, Kyle Schwarber led the NL in, in uh, home runs, but again, we're not looking for just the best home run hitter. We're looking for the best offensive player overall. And I don't think that Kyle Schwarber in this case was the best offensive player overall. I think there were other guys that were better overall offensive players. Um, Juan Soto really struggled after he came over to the Padres at the trade deadline. Again, I'm not giving it to Juan Soto. Starling Marte had a great season, but other people had better seasons. Jock Peterson, again, great season. Other people had better seasons. I'll just tell you who I'm giving it to. Michael Harris. So this is the second rookie now that is going to get a silver slugger for me. Michael Harris of the Braves, really great offensive season, great debut for him. And I think Jacob, maybe Jacob will not be as mad at me for this. I'm also giving it to Brandon Nimmo. Um, you know, Brandon Nimmo, great season. He's a very underrated hitter. Um, and it's 
and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the fact that he's there are other Mets on the team now, and you know, it's just it's just uh it's there are other stars and he he they don't necessarily get the focus, or you've got um I don't know. Maybe it's the injuries. Maybe he hasn't been there in a while, but Brandon Nimmo this year, 274 batting average, 367 OBP, 433 slugging, uh, 134 weighted runs created plus. Uh, he's third in uh, National League outfielders behind Mookie Betts and McNeil in war. He's at a 5.4 war, a great walk percentage, 10.5%, uh, 17.2% K percentage, um, great BABIP, a 317 BABIP. Really, in my mind, Brandon Nimmo is right there. And then you have Michael Harris right behind him in, in all of that stuff. In my mind, it's Mookie Betts, uh, Brandon Nimmo, Michael Harris for the outfield silver sluggers. We're almost done. Let's get to the catchers. The AL catchers, you have Alejandro Kirk, Sean Murphy, Cal Relay, Adley Rutschman, Salvador Perez, and Martin Maldonado. Um, really, Sean Murphy, eh. I didn't see that Adley Rutschman. I was really close to giving it to Adley Rutschman, but he, this, this other guy just edged him out. Salvador Perez struggled at the beginning of the year. Martin Maldonado. I mean, come on. Martin Maldonado was not an offensive catcher. He's a defensive catcher. Why is he even here? I don't understand that. Um, Cal relay, very clutch, not a silver slugger. In my opinion, I am giving it to Alejandro Kirk. Alejandro Kirk had a very, very, very good offensive season this year. Um, getting an all-star nod, uh, being really, uh, uh, along with Danny Jansen, being that, being that, uh, being that guy. And I think, in my mind, really what what separated him from the others was just the fact that he played more games. 139 games. And I know some of that is probably DH uh, as opposed to catcher. Cause you had to get Danny Jansen in there as well. Adley Rutschman played 113. And again, that's not fair because he got pulled up um, later in the year, but I don't know. I'm just, I, my, my personal feeling, I'm giving it to Alejandro Kirk. Um, you could definitely argue for Adley Rutschman though. I was really, really close to giving it to Adley Rutschman and you could very well make a case and he could very well win the silver slugger for AL catcher, but I'm giving it to Alejandro Kirk of the Blue Jays. When you go to catcher for the NL, you have Will Smith of the Dodgers, real, uh, JT Real Muto of the Phillies, Wilson Contreras of the Cubs and Travis Dearno of the Braves. In my mind, this was really no contest. Will Smith had a good season, not a great season. Wilson Contreras is a good offensive catcher, but no. And Travis D'Arno, again, didn't uh, didn't measure up. JT Real Muto is still, in my mind, the best offensive catcher in the NL um, and maybe one of the best uh, offensive catchers in the league in, in particular. Um, in 139 games, he had 128 weighted runs created plus. Um, he was worth the six and, and the separator for me, 6.5 war compared to the next best catcher in the NL is Will Smith at 3.9. He's worth almost three whole wins more than any other catcher in the NL. I, you got to give it to JT Real Muto. It's just, for me, it's no question. Uh, DH. ALDH, you have Shohei Otani, Jordan Alvarez, Giancarlo Stanton, George Springer, and Adolis Garcia. I mean, this one, it's it's got to be either Otani or Alvarez, and Alvarez just hit out of his ever-loving mind this year. Um, it's this is this one's tough. Um, I'm giving it to Alvarez. 
I'm giving it to Alvarez. I, you could make a case for um, Otani as well, but I mean, in in this case, Jordan Alvarez. Uh, I I think in my mind he had a better offensive season than Otani. I really think he did. Um, you've got. I keep clicking on the wrong screen. Um, you've got Jordan Alvarez, who, in my mind, if it weren't for Judge, he would be right there. Um, you've got Jordan Alvarez is worth 6.6 war this season. Shohei Otani is worth 3.8 war. And Shohei Otani played in more games. He hit in more games, I think, than Jordan Alvarez did. Um, Jordan Alvarez, 185 weighted runs created plus. Shohei Otani, 142 weighted runs created plus. Great season, but Jordan Alvarez is better. The slash line, uh, Jordan Alvarez's slash line, 306, 406, 613. Shohei Otani's, 273, 356, 519. Way better slash line. Um, more homers, more RBIs. My mind, it's Jordan Alvarez, and I'm, I'm not going to lie, it's no question. Better walk percentage better strikeout percentage, just every single offensive statistic. When you put Jordan Alvarez next to Shohei Otani, it's going to be Jordan Alvarez. And I hope he wins it. And I hope this doesn't turn into a popularity contest and Shohei Otani wins it. I think it's Jordan Alvarez in my mind. Um, and then designated hitter um, for the NL, you have Josh Bell, Albert Pujols being nominated. Um, which was a really cool thing to see. Luke Voigt, which I thought was weird. Justin Turner, Charlie Blackman, and Bryce Harper. I mean, I, I would have given it to Josh Bell. Josh Bell had a pretty good season this year, except when he came over, he kind of struggled with the Padres. And the rest of these guys, Albert Pujols had a great season. He may win it just because it's his last season, but in my mind, it's got to be Bryce Harper. Uh, Bryce Harper had a great season. Yeah, he was out, but out of these out of these DHs, I got to give it to Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper had a great season this year. Um, and finally, the utility. This is a new category, along with NL designated hitter. They are now giving silver sluggers to utility players, which I think is great because there's a growing number of utility players out there, and they need to be recognized as well. Um, so in terms of utility, you have Luis Arias, Shoei Otani, DJ LeMahieu, Luis Renjifo, of and two angels. It was really cool to see two angels on there. Um, again, in my mind, this was a battle between Arias and Otani. And again, uh, Otani has a bit more of a complete offensive package. He has more power. Um, you know, Luis Arias will definitely hit for average, but Shoy Otani has more power. And on top of it also hits for a higher average than, uh, you know, than the average baseball player. Um, this one I will give to Shohei Otani. Um, even if the utility is, his utility is he pitches and he hits, he pitches and he DHs. He still does both. In my mind, he does qualify under the utility, uh, the utility category. And I'm giving it to Shohei Otani. Um, in terms of the NL, you have Brandon Drury, you have Tommy Edmond, you have Tyro Estrada, and you have Chris Taylor um, and Jeff McNeil. Um, this one was tough. I kind of wanted to give two to Jeff McNeil, but I also thought that that was kind of messed up. Um, to give two to him. So I'm just going to disqualify Jeff McNeil in this case. Um, Chris Taylor kind of battled some injuries this year. Tommy Edmond, great stolen base. He had a great start to the season, but kind of fell off in terms of power. Brandon Drury came on later in the season, and I think he's just a little bit better than Tommy Edmond. So I'm going to give that um, silver slugger to Brandon Drury. Um, 
And next, uh, so that's the Silver Sluggers. We're going to go to the Hank Aaron Awards really quick. Um, so the Hank Aaron Awards are the best offensive player overall. I'm going to go, um, so I'm going to list them really quick. I thought I had them. There they are. Um, and for the AL, you have Rafael Devers, Jose Ramirez of the Guardians, Jose Altuve of the Astros, Jordan Alvarez of the Astros, Shoei Otani of the Angels, Mike Trout of the Angels, Aaron Judge of the Yankees, Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners, Austin Riley, the Braves. And I think in this case, it's no question. You got to give it to Aaron judge. You can't, you can't give it to anybody else. He had to see, he hit out of his mind this year. You can't really say anything else. Uh, Hank Aaron award for the NL. You have Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, uh, Pete Alonzo, Kyle Schwarber, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, and Manny Machado. This one was tough. This one was really hard. Um, because there are so many deserving candidates for this, but I think in this case, I'm going to give it to Paul Goldschmidt, um, had just a fantastic season. He sputtered at the end of the season, but you know what? I think he just, the rest of his season was just that good that that's just how he's, that's just how that's going to work for him. Um, and in the essence of time, I'm not going to go over the golden, uh, the gold glove awards. We'll go over the gold glove awards later in the, later in the year. Cause I want to talk about the world series. First of all, the game last night was a fantastic game. Um, I couldn't have asked for a better world, a better world series game one. You had um, Astros doing the Astros thing. They were up five. Oh, um, going, you know, going into the middle innings and the Phils, the Phillies, they just, they lived up to their name. Um, they battled back and they battled back against a tough pitcher in, in Justin Verlander, who honestly has not had a lot of World Series success. He's now, oh, he's still 0 for 6, has a, a ERA above 5 in the World Series, still has yet to win a playoff game. Um, he just, for whatever reason, it does, he doesn't perform well when it comes to that. Uh, when it comes to the world series and I just, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see going into it. I would have said that the Houston Astros had this hands down. Um, the Houston Astros on paper are a better team than the Philadelphia Phillies. They've got better bullpen. They've got a better offensive lineup. They got a better rotation. Um, They've got, you know, everything seems you, uh, you would check the box off for the Astros, but the Phillies have something in them when it comes to, when it comes to their, their, their scrappiness. And as, as a former player myself, really the scrappiness of a team can really go a long way. If you're not as good of a team, but you're scrappy, it's gonna, it, it really boosts your, the performance of your team. And I don't know, there's something about the Phillies that it seems like they're just going to make this difficult um, for the Astros. Uh, you know, in terms of offense, the, the Phillies had better offense. They scored more runs than the Astros did through the playoffs. But um, in my mind, the, play the Phillies played a little bit easier teams in my mind than the Astros did. Um, the Astros kind of had to go through the gauntlet. Um, I mean, the Yankees, 
collapses, the Yankees collapse, but let's, let's, let's put, let's put respect where respect is due here. The Yankees were a very tough team and they had a, they had a formidable offense. They had a formidable, you know, they had a good pitching staff, decent bullpen and, you know, they didn't get there on accident. They did a really good job this season, had a really good, you know, and they just collapsed at the end of the year. Um, and Phillies played the Padres who were a really tough team, but took care of them. Um, Seattle for Houston, in my mind, Seattle gave Houston a run for their money. Whereas, um, Philly played Atlanta who just fell flat at the, at, at, at the playoffs. So, you know, Phillies had a better offense. The Astros had have way better pitching. Good pitching always beats good hitting. But then at the same time, you have somebody like Justin Verlander who doesn't really perform well um, on the World Series stage. And then you have uh, key hitters like Jose Altuve, who for whatever reason, it seems like he has a very hard time performing in hostile environments and he's slumping in the, in the postseason right now. Um, you have Jordan Alvarez, who's not quite the Jordan Alvarez that he was, um, in this seat in this season, you have Alex Bregman, who's actually performing really well. Uh, Jeremy Pena stit, excuse me, Jeremy Pena stepping up. And then you have on the offensive side, you have Nola and Wheeler. You have Sir Anthony Dominguez at the back end of that bullpen. You have Bryce Harper, who in my mind, Bryce Harper at became a Phillies legend with that homer to send him into the world series that is that's what they signed him up for that's what they signed him that's why they signed him that multi multi-year multi-million dollar contract for is to do stuff like that in the postseason uh reese hoskins done really well this postseason um jt real muto we saw it last night he's producing as well great job behind the plate there's something about the phillies that is just going it's going to make it difficult for the Astros but the Astros are just too good it's really hard to bet against the Astros you know I it sounded I think it sounded like I was building up to picking that the Astros or that the Astros were going to lose in the World Series but I'm going to give it to the Astros I'm going to give it to the Astros and I think I'm going to give it to the Astros in six I'm going to stick by my my prediction in that the in that the Astros will win but I think the it will take them a little bit longer to win I wouldn't be surprised to see it go six seven games um it's going to be I think it's going to be a great world series I'm excited to see it and um yeah get ready for uh get ready for game two here coming up in a couple hours here oh we've got a we got a production we've got a prediction in the comments here Jacob says Phillies in five that's bold that's bold, my man. Uh, Phillies in five. Not only are the Phillies going to win, but they're only going to let them win one one game. That's uh, that's interesting. Uh, I, I'm, all right, I'll take that. You heard it here. Um, you heard it here on the uh, on the podcast. Uh, Jacob Moses, step back, uh, step back, host. Uh, Phillies in five. Uh, I believe. Um, I believe Felipe has the Astros winning too. I could be wrong. Um, but I definitely have the Astros winning. Um, yeah, interesting. If you want to talk about the World Series, uh, or you want to leave your uh, World Series prediction, go ahead and join us at the Baseball Life Facebook group, um, where you could talk with me, you could talk with Felipe, you could talk with Jacob, you could talk with all kinds of people, um, all kinds of baseball. We have great baseball discussions. 
Um, and yeah, I don't, I can't say anything bad about this group. Really. It's a great group. And, uh, this has been the total bases express show. It's running a little bit longer than normal. Um, but this has been the total bases express show. Thank you for listening. And, uh, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on uh, stitcher. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on anywhere. You listen to your podcast. You're probably going to find us and, uh, tune in tomorrow morning, uh, for Felipe and Sean to, uh, talk about the, uh, to talk about the world series on the total bases podcast. Uh, and until next week, I am your host, Austin Spiro. And until next time, have a good one, everybody.